0: I am Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode.
1: And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Tech Editor at The Verge.
0: And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network. This is a show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech.
1: It could be anything, like, why does Kara despise people's public posts on Venmo? Well, that's obvious. Or why does Jason Del Rey want to do Sarah, which who, she confessed last week that, on, right? our, on our on podcast? Or what's the best way to protect my online privacy? That is a serious topic. You cannot. What the heck is going on with Uber? That's it's another one we've tried to answer in recent weeks. The hellscape. Did you see that Uber now has Uber Freight? They've had it for a while. Uber Freight. That's a story.
0: <laughs> all right. send us your questions. We really do read them all. Find us on Twitter or tweet them to at Recode or myself or to Lauren with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed. We
1: also have an email address. It's TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. And a friendly reminder that Embarrassed has two R's and two S's. Uh, so last week we talked about payments, mm-hmm. peer-to-peer yeah. payments. Very fascinating. That was f- mobile payments. Fascinating.
0: Jason is a star.
1: And it was kind of funny. We had this moment during our podcast taping. This mm-hmm. is not a joke. We're like, Patrick Collison from Stripe just kind of appeared out of nowhere <laughs> he and walked by the room <laughs> and I was like what? what is happening and then it yeah. turned out you were interviewing him afterwards indeed we have
0: all the power players here at, at Rico Central kind of
1: wandering they the just wander. halls I have
0: them wander all the time I And have then any I'm, one time I have an internet billionaire wandering around
1: them. this oh is true God. I'm learning true. this yep. and I'm also I, I won't get into the details but I've, I've been on these email chains lately with Kara as we're leading up to Code Conference in a few weeks and I try to be somewhat polite in my emails and you know ask for things nicely and Kara's just like Cheryl do this thing like I see her emails to people and I'm like oh, oh my god like I to be Kara Swisher
0: I just can't I know, imagine it's good. speaking of you actually did tape a podcast with Cheryl yes I did indeed and she did what I asked her to do the other thing I That's can't right. tell you what it it's is a it's a surprise she did the thing Cheryl did the thing mm. I, I listened I to your podcast this morning yeah. during my commute with and? Cheryl
1: yeah uh I thought it was really good it was, it's, it was really
0: raw and touching yeah we didn't talk about the company we talked about the book no it was about the, her book Option yeah. B. option B
1: so that was a good podcast. Uh, you should go take a listen. Yes. I don't know
0: what billionaire is going to be coming by today. Now I'm like sad that my back is to the door. I've been emailing Cuban, Mark Cuban, and if, but I don't think he's going to show up. because oh, I think he's in like Sri Lanka or something.
1: Oh, well, that would make, you know, let's see. Is that teleportation thing down? Yeah.
0: He's a lot of fun. I like talking to him. Is he coming to Code Conference? Uh, not this year, but I w- do want to get him back on stage. We, I was just talking about doing an event in Texas with him. We could tape, recode, decode and stuff, but we'll see. We'll he's, see. He's a great guy. That's
1: I hear keys clicking in the background, and I, I think it might be uh, Dan Seifert. Yeah, Dan stuff. Is that Dan Seifert, or is that Eric? It was okay, the, it, it was Dan. Was Dan. Up okay, well, that's fitting sorry. because today I'm too embarrassed to ask. Yeah. We're going to be revisiting a topic that we first discussed with Dan a year ago, which yes. is laptops. Everybody has questions about laptops, and last week there was a Microsoft hardware event in which we saw not only new hardware but also a new operating system aimed at the education market. And so we're bringing Dan Seifert, The Verge's reviews editor, back on the show.
0: Yes, indeed, we're very excited to have you here, Dan.' Um, talking about laptops. and of course, uh, we saw last year Apple introducing the new MacBooks and they weren't exactly what people wanted. Do you have a new MacBook, uh, Dan?
2: Uh, no, no I, I'm actually a Windows user. I'm oh, like the only Windows user in our New York office.
0: Oh, really, the only one yeah. you can't find them. One time yeah. that can't be possible. It can't be the possible. One, one time I had a um, I did a video of me and my children looking for a Windows product in our home it was called find the windows not, and we Fine. bought yeah we looked for everything it was when they were introducing the party thing with with windows whatever the latest version of windows and we literally had no copies of windows and it was a very funny my kids do you guys like, have an xbox they do now. Yes, they love that. That, 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 that. Now they have that. So they have that Microsoft product. They do, but they didn't at the time.
1: I will say uh, this is weed. purely anecdotal, but there's, there's at the mall near mm-hmm. where I live, there is a Microsoft store and an Apple store. And I usually walk by both. And there was a lot of activity at the Microsoft store the other day.
0: Well, the video stuff is great. My kids love They have a VR, VR set up there. too. They love, love, love the Xbox. I cannot say enough about that. They cannot yeah. say enough about it. In fact, I want them to stop saying so much about it because they want to keep buying things. <laughs> anyway anyway, Dan, anyway we're, talk, we're, we're not talking about that but laptops yeah. so we laptops. thought it would be a good
1: time to revisit laptops yeah, revisit and people them. always ask us if they should upgrade to the latest ones and yeah. what's going on so Dan to start tell us about the event last week tell us about the new Surface laptop how is it different from the Surface book and other Surfaces the Surface pros and things like
0: that and were people dancing around the them? Did they do any dances <laughs> with them? I'm very Kara, cutting straight to the chase. I don't know how
2: much dancing there was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure was once uh, Microsoft starts its ad campaigns on TV, we'll, we'll get like to see lots dancing. of dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so last week, Microsoft actually announced a, what it's called the Surface laptop, which mm-hmm. is kind of a funny thing to call it a, a laptop because we, they've had the Surface line forever and we've often referred to them as laptops. But I think inside mm-hmm. Microsoft, this is the first true clamshell laptop. Yeah. that they've produced. Clam that shell. They consider Explain a true clamshell laptop.
0: to the people. Clam
2: yeah. Shell. So clamshell is your standard typical laptop where you mm-hmm. have your display, a hinge, and a keyboard. Like this. And they yeah, are connected okay. by that hinge and they close and open just like a clamshell. Right. So all right. Um, all so right. so when you say laptop, most ninety nine point nine percent people are thinking shells. of a clamshell. Yeah. Okay. Um so that's what the Surface laptop is, and it is a very much a traditional clamshell laptop with a keyboard and a trackpad. It does have a touchscreen, um, and it does have support for Microsoft's pen that they include with the other Surface models. It doesn't come with a pen, but it works with a pen if you have one. Um, and it's very thin, and it's very light, uh, and it's very sleek. And it's very similar to Apple's old MacBook Air uh, Mm -hmm. in many ways. And I think we can get into that and and how that's really interesting. Um, So what's different from the prior Surface models where you've had the Surface and the Surface Pro and then uh, a couple years ago, we heard uh, they came out with the Surface Book. Those were all detachable computers that you you could rip the the keyboard off of and they could work as tablets. Um, So Microsoft, I think, Thinks of those as tablet first, even though personally I use a Surface Pro 4 and I use it almost strictly as a laptop. Yeah, it feels like a laptop. Uh, and I think the vast yeah. majority of owners use them as laptops. Uh, I think inside Microsoft they think of those as tablets. Right. So this Surface so laptop that they rip came off out with
0: last week. The keyboard. <laughs> <Do> not <laughs> try people. To take yeah, you your cannot rip the, first the Pro the tip: Don't rip the thing apart because you'll be unhappy with that. So and right. podcast concluded. Thank you very much <laughs> yeah. for joining us in this special right, what's episode. What's in the base model? There. What's in the base model?
2: Uh, so the base model starts at just under 1000 bucks, and it's got a Core i5 processor, kind of a stingy 4 gigabytes of RAM, Stinchy. and a pretty small 128 mm-hmm. gigabyte storage uh, SSD. Why so uh, stingy, I, as Greta Gretchen- Garb Gretchen- would say? <laughs> Don't be stingy.
0: What I was talking about later. It is,
2: it is kind of stingy. You should not be buying a $1,000 $1, laptop with 4 gigabytes yeah. of RAM. Yeah. it's no. with that? Um, but there are... Upgrade models, of course, you can spend up to like twenty five hundred bucks on it.
0: Why is it so stingy with the? Uh...
2: I think I think that the, based on my experience with Microsoft's product line, the they have an entry level model that they don't expect anybody to buy, and mm-hmm. they just do it to advertise. Starts at nine ninety nine, oh, okay. and then the vast majority of ones that they'll sell are priced at like twelve ninety nine, and they have eight gigs of RAM, faster processor, and more storage. Uh-huh. Those are the ones that you'll see like in Best Buy. Those are the ones that they're going to have on display at the Microsoft stores and stuff like that. Like I that's see. the that's essentially the mainstream model mm-hmm. but to hit that lower price point so they can advertise starts at 9.99 they they put out a, a so they can do ads
0: stupid bomber's not there anymore cuz he'd yell 9.99 he's going to be at the code conference in a couple of weeks <laughs> maybe you can get him to talk about it I can scream 9.99 trust me i can i get want him to yell. hear
1: developers i want him to hear about, about uh, his about clippers performance I mean, I, yeah the clippers oh, i want to hear me. about his data project yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so dan one thing that a lot of people are talking about is the fabric mhm Talk about
2: the fabric fabric on the keyboard. Uh, So so the keyboard, um, a traditional laptop either has like a metal or plastic around the keyboard where Mm -hmm. you rest your palms on and type. The Surface laptop has a a fabric called Alcantara or Alcantara, uh, which is almost like a artificial suede. Uh, and what? Microsoft actually released a detachable keyboard for the Surface Pro 4 made out of this material last year uh, it's really nice to touch it's really luxurious uh, and, and it feels suede? really nice Nobody likes the question suede. is who likes suede uh, how dirty it's going to get <laughs> I was going to yeah.
1: say it sounds filthy and I just yeah. can't wait until all those nights when mm. I'm crying over my laptop keyboard because Kara yeah. has said another mean <laughs> thing to me and it's just all getting
0: absorbed I into my yeah, Alka yeah, yeah. yeah we just bought a suede tabra. jacket and all we discuss is stains on her suede jacket That's, I'm just telling you suede is a bad it's like honestly. Alcantara
2: is uh, a <laughs> is 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 a fabric that you find in a lot of like sports cars. The seats will be made out of this Alcantara, Alcantara. fabric because it's kind of grippy <laughs> and kind of uh, it's it's pretty durable Alcantara. enough to be inside of a car. Yeah. However, yeah, it can stain, especially because mm. they're releasing yeah. like four colors of this thing. What so I think there's red, red. gray, blue, and, and I think a black. How about white? Um, so. So the blue or the red or the gray, they might get kind of yucky pretty quickly. Oh, how nice! I'm did so you feel it,
0: Dan? I haven't
2: touched it yet, unfortunately. Oh, so I was, I was on assignment outside of New York. So you don't have a first
0: impression of this thing. Dan so I don't have
2: a first-hand impression. First-hand. However, I have touched the Alcantara. <laughs> Surface Pro 4 keyboard, yeah, and it's very nice. All
0: right, what about the whole thing? You haven't touched this particular laptop,
2: though. I haven't, unfortunately. No. All right, we're doing this through. so soon after.
0: announcement. I know we are no, doing it
1: so I'm soon. Sorry. And Tom Warren from The Verge was was there, and we got, we have a lot of coverage on the site about this. But um, Dan yeah. is our like you know guru on laptops, yeah. and has joined us before. Good. So at some point, we'll have full reviews of these on the site. Yeah, uh, Dan, talk a little bit about Windows 10s, yes. because this is the software news. This N-S. is what's
2: interesting. Yeah, it's uh, so it's the second part of the announcement, I guess, that they made last. Week And Windows 10 S is, many people are viewing it as Microsoft's answer to Chrome OS. Uh, And what it is, is it's Windows, but you can only install and use programs that are installed from Microsoft's own app store. So it's almost like they took Windows and applied Apple's iPhone model to it, to where you can only get the applications from their approved app store running on it. Uh, And the advantage that Microsoft says is that it's more secure, it's more stable, it's less likely to run down or get slow over time uh, and and a bunch of other security benefits. And also if you are... Uh, deploying a bunch of these to a business or a school, it's easier to manage than standard Windows where people can kind of install whatever they want, whenever they want. Um, so that's that's like Windows 10 S. And the, the Surface laptop actually comes with Windows 10 S out of the box. And if you want the full Windows 10 Pro, where you can install applications that are not in the app, uh, the Windows 10 store, that'll cost you $50. But I think they're waiving the the fee through the end of this mm-hmm. year or something.
1: That'll cost you $50 to install an entirely new operating system to upgrade your OS. Yeah. Saying.
2: Essentially it's like unlocking the OS, right? Right. Okay. That's, that's kind of how I'm, I'm And they're competing
0: it. against Chrome in the education market, right? Cause my kids all have Chromebooks. That's all they right. Have. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny because like the,
2: the, 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 the surface laptop is a high end laptop yeah. that's targeted towards a very specific niche of the education market, mostly kids going to college mm. who are willing to spend $1,000 or have no, scholarship money to spend, to spend 1000 plus on a <laughs> laptop. Parents. And then Windows 10 S yeah. is is competing against Chromebooks that exist at the two to $300 price range and are filling all of the elementary and yeah. middle schools. Um, so they're kind of two separate different stories.
0: Can they actually compete? Because it seems like Chromebooks are everywhere. I mean- and the kids have gotten used to them too. At the same time, you know what I mean. Like it's sort yeah. Of- I mean,
2: it's 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 a question of economics, and it's a question of ease of use for these schools, right? Mm-hmm. Schools will go with what they can afford in their budget, what and what is something that they can administer to students and then be able to maintain easily. You know, you think of like a school's IT department probably doesn't have a whole lot of people in there. There might be mm-hmm. one or two one people, guy who's a little um, bit and they've got to manage however many hundreds of laptops are delivered to the students. So the easier that they can manage that, the better. And then, of course, schools have very strict, tight budgets. uh, So the the more they can do with their budget, the better. So Microsoft does have a bunch of partners that are releasing Windows 10 S laptops, like your Asus and Acer and HP, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that are at that two, three... Under four hundred dollar right. price range that competes with the more mainstream.
0: One, one of the issues is Google Docs. Kids use Google Docs all the time now. That's all my kids use. It's Chromebooks with the Google. Right. You yeah, know, yeah because all that's all sort, what sort of an integrated solution. I mean, the schools mm-hmm. are all Microsoft of,
2: you know, has its own integrated solution to. Answer yeah, that too. like it there's like. Office 365, right? And. But you it, could it, also really just access docs from you. a browser.
0: I mean, you can just you can you use the Microsoft it just, it seems laptops. And the whole thing is so integrated. When I was working on there, it, it's so the schools have them so integrated that I've seen.
2: Right, right. But it's like your students, your kids use them because it's what they were given, right? If they were handed a Windows 10s laptop and handed yeah. Office 365 accounts, they'd be I using Office 365, I right?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just used to it. It's a, it's a habit. They're very used to it. all the Google apps. Everything that seems to be on Google apps and they seem familiar with, you know, yeah. everything. And Google's
2: made, made a lot of success in the education market.
0: Searching and mapping and everything. They do everything on Google. Which is an, it's They're a not using place. Apple pages. That's for sure. No, and it used to be Apple used to be the thing in the <laughs> education market when I was young. Was yeah.
2: yeah.
1: How, uh, Dan, How um, how is the PC market doing in general yeah. right now?
2: Uh, so the, for years, is the PC market was always kind of viewed as declining um, for a long time. And now I think it's kind of stabilizing. Uh, there's was a recent report, um, I believe it was from – let me just check my notes here real quick. IDC uh, said that the the most recent quarter that global shipments have actually increased just a tick. So uh, it seems like it's either kind of flattening out, it's, they're stalled, the the decline, and maybe it's coming back a little bit. But it's never going to get back to where it was like – the dominating way of computing. I don't think PCs are going anywhere anytime soon, and and that I think the the uh, um, the market and the the performance of the market kind of bears that out. But it's like you know, it's just one piece of computing in a world where we have phones and tablets and all these other types of computing as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree. There. So they seem to use though laptops. I mean, students do. But I'm trying to, I do so much of my work on a phone now.
1: Well, you have to remember, mm -hmm. too, that a lot of the PC numbers reflect uh, huge, huge shipments of PCs to the enterprise market. Yeah. Right So you have right. big companies that are buying uh, many devices in bulk and that I mean, that's why Lenovo, no, for example, is consistently places. one of the biggest shippers in the world. Yeah. and so w- I think you know anecdotally, consumers will say, well, I just use like my tablet or my iPad at home now, right or I'm fine just using the same laptop for five years. I but I think then. what's really happening to the PC market is that that shift is also happening in the enterprise yeah. right so right. more workers are saying to their it departments like we open i just need a tablet i just yeah. need my phone right, right. Maybe and then keyboard, they have a pc I mean. that's been sitting on their desk for several years that they're not maybe upgrading yeah. at the same rate yeah i'm
0: not upgrading the same i used to get one new one i haven't gotten a new i don't know it works fine for what i need yeah which is interesting. Um, so can you talk, speaking of that, I have a MacBook, but can we talk about those or is it worth an upgrade for the new MacBooks?
1: Oh Yeah, because we haven't really, no. did we talk about the new MacBooks on Too Embarrassed when I they came remember. out in October? I yeah. think we may have, yeah. but now, yeah, let's talk about this more broadly I have not because upgraded. when we talked to Dan last year, yeah. one of the big questions we got from people was, you know, should I hold on to my five-year-old laptop mm-hmm. uh, if it's working fine and I don't have like a great upgrade right now or um, should I upgrade because everyone gets really excited about when there's new Apple stuff yeah right? so
2: like has that changed at all dan uh i would say that if you're in the same position as where we were last year or if, you, if you've got a four or five year old laptop that's working fine doesn't feel slow it's it's doing what you need it to do um then i don't know why you would buy a new laptop because <laughs> uh, why? why? Explain if that you have an older laptop that's not doing the needs for you if you feel like you know if maybe maybe you're a creative person who's Doing a lot more video editing now than you were five years ago, and your current laptop is not up to snuff. It's not can't handle higher resolution like 4K and stuff like that. Maybe the battery doesn't last anymore because it's all worn out. Then totally you can you can upgrade to a new laptop. I think it just really depends on your needs. I don't think that the the new laptops that came out, whether they were the Mac um, MacBook Pros that came out in the fall or you know Microsoft's new products coming out this year, they're not. Fundamentally different than prior laptops. They, mm-hmm. they offer the same experiences. It might be a little bit faster, it might be a little bit slimmer, a little bit lighter, maybe slightly better battery life than when a brand new laptop at a year and a half ago. Um, but they it's might not have a, touch a bar. fundamental change. Yeah, so there has to be right. <laughs> a touch a bar. They <laughs> might, might have use. a touch
1: bar that is not a, a deal breaker yeah. for most
2: people. So
0: is there like a breakthrough coming here or is this just the way it's going to be?
2: Uh, for, based on what we've seen, it seems like. That the uh the breakthrough it was that people could decide whether they needed a PC or not. Mm -hmm. And if you need a PC or a laptop, laptops are laptops and they're gonna be laptops and they might get new features like a touch screen or pen support or you know the the detachable feature. Um but it is still at at the end of the day a laptop. Um and what's really interesting to me about the surface laptop from Microsoft is that for years, Microsoft was pushing at changing the paradigm of what a PC could be in terms of it's detachable, it's tablet first uh, you can flip it around and do all these different things and stuff and here in 2017 they're releasing a very traditional straightforward laptop Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that goes to speak to what people need to do what they need laptops for and it's like it it does what a laptop user needs it to do uh, without trying to shoehorn in other uses or try to be a jack of all trades to work across different areas of your life.
0: So again, do not detach it. Do not try to <laughs> detach it.
2: You can touch the screen all you want. You can poke and, and scroll touch and all that it. stuff. Yeah, because and, it's a touch screen. But you can't touch, try
1: to rip it apart.
0: Detach. Like
2: right. the word detach.
1: I'm curious as to how Microsoft's relationship with the other OEMs, the hardware manufacturers, have changed over the years because there was certainly a reaction when Microsoft first got into making its own laptops as opposed to just licensing its software to the laptop makers. But now Microsoft... Is in it? I mean, it's in yeah. it, right? Uh, it's, it's
2: in it. It's in it. In a, it's still a very limited sense. When you look at the broad PC laptop market, Microsoft is playing in the upper niche of like high end, over a thousand dollars. Most of the time, much more expensive than that types of laptops, and the bulk of the market is still under seven hundred dollars. So Microsoft is not competing against. The bread and butter for a lot of its partners. What it is doing is it is showing how to make a premium laptop experience or premium PC experience, much like Apple has done for decades. Uh, and I honestly, I think that if you look at the uh, other Um, Partners like your Dells and your HPs and your Lenovos, their premium lines of laptops have gotten so much better since Microsoft entered into the market. Uh, They've uh, gotten more premium. They've gotten better design and better performance and better battery life and everything. And really, their premium sales have all gone up. Since Microsoft has introduced its Surface line, and especially in the past couple of years when when Microsoft Surface line was actually starting to be a success, uh, so I don't think that HP or Dell would see Microsoft as a huge threat to their business. If anything, it's the rising tide lifts all ships type of, of mm-hmm. idea. Um, but you know, a, a year last late last year, I reviewed HP's X three sixty. Uh, Spectre X360, and I gave it a very high score, and it's it's an excellent laptop that I can re- recommend with almost no reservations. Two years ago, there wasn't a laptop, an HP laptop in sight that I could do, say that about, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a uh, uh, I think what Microsoft has done was very smart in that it made the whole Windows PC market better, and uh, I think that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, for them it is. Dan,
1: certainly. you're saying that you didn't want the uh, four pound HP Spectre with the uh, Corning Gorilla Glass top and oh my that we gosh, saw at CES thing. like four years ago. Remember oh, that one? Oh, about fingerprint <laughs> That was an
0: Ultrabook. I remember. Good
1: old, old remember Ultrabook that big no, marketing any push things. around Nobody certain specifications. No normal
0: people remember them.
1: We I'm like to gonna, nerd out about this I stuff, I might Cara. detach that. Get on the nerd second. train. No, I will
0: not. I might detach that. I have a, a total feeling I want to do that, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. All right. Thanks, Dan. In a minute, we're going to be answering questions for you about laptops from our readers. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Lauren, what do we say here? Catching. No, not like that. Come on. ka Welcome painful. to the
1: Vox Media Podcast, Podcast Network. Catching
0: Takes a lot to keep this... Alcatel, what is it, Dan? What's the suede, the fake suede? Alcantara. It takes a lot. We have the entire place here at the (laughs) box. Media podcast network in Alcatara. Yeah, and everything. Kara's
1: wearing an Alcatara suit and oh yes. blue Alcatara shoes. Yeah, I just, Ooh. I just,
0: I just wallpapered uh, Jim Bankoff onto the wall with it, and he's behind the Alcatara. Anyway, here's our first ad. This is brought to you by Willis Towers Watson. Executives, you need to listen to this. Cybersecurity is one of the greatest threats that any business faces. Last year, more than 400 million new malware threats were released, and more than a half a billion personal records were breached. And while businesses spent $100 billion a year on cyber technology, cybersecurity is as much about employee behaviors as it is about technology. The average network breach can cost $4 million in company losses. That's why you need to know about Willis Towers Watson. Willis Towers Watson understands that the only comprehensive approach to cybersecurity is to deal with it all, your people, capital, and technology risks. Willis Towers Watson decodes all of that complexity through a comprehensive three-stage approach. First, they thoroughly assess the cyber risk throughout your business. Next, they protect your company through their best in class solutions. And finally, they improve your ability to recover from future attacks. Learn more about what Willis Towers Watson can do for your business. Go to WillisTowersWatson.com slash recode. That's WillisTowersWatson.com slash recode. And now, Lauren.
1: I think in the time that you read that, there yeah. were at least five more malware threats exactly, that emerged. Exactly. That was,
0: that's long. Yeah. There's someone that's stalking wrong. around our kitchen here, too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Lauren, person next from ka-ching. Microsoft Who just yeah. appeared
1: as we were speaking about it? He's coming for our Alcatel or whatever the hell that's, <laughs> stuff, our suede. <laughs> they see the suede and they think money. <laughs> Today's show is also brought to you by Hostgator. If you're ready to take your website to the next level, whether you are a first time blogger, which Dan Seifert is not, Mm-mm. or an experienced web pro, which Dan Seifert is, Hostgator has all the tools you need to create a great looking website or even an online store. And if you ever need a boost in hosting power, HostGator offers cloud VPS and dedicated server hosting that can easily handle maximum visitor traffic. So, see what HostGator can do for your website. And right now, lucky Recode listeners will get sixty percent off. Sixty percent. Sixty percent. So you just go to HostGator.com/recode and you can redeem your sixty percent off.
0: Well, thank you, Lauren. That was beautifully read. Ka-ching.
1: Kitching. ching
0: Okay, so if you've been listening to the show, you know how it works. Every week, we take tech questions from our readers and listeners, and we try to answer everything we can. This week, we're answering your questions about laptops with The Verge's reviews editor, Dan Seifert. Lauren, please ask the first question.
1: First question is from Bryant H. He's at Common Tech on Twitter. How much do you use laptops anymore outside of professional circumstances? Well, My answer all is answer. all the
0: time. I do not,
2: Dan. Really? No. Oh, that's interesting. That's nah, a, this is a good phone. question. Um, anecdotally, uh, I almost never touch my laptop when I don't have to do work on it. Yeah, um, and I know that my wife uses an iPad at home as yeah. her computer. Like that's she use doesn't use phone. a laptop anymore. So I guess the question you have to say like, what does professional circumstances mean? Does that just mean work, or does it include schooling and education? Because if you are a student, you're probably using a laptop a lot still. Yeah, but to um, search
0: things, I use my phone and maybe a yeah. IPad I mean, I, or I use my
2: phone to to look things up, or yeah. I use a tablet. Um, Recipes,
0: I used.
1: To I use. must be so old school. You are i am this this weekend like i go i go to sit on the couch and relax and i'm mm-hmm. thinking oh okay i have to you know order a mother's day gift and i have to yeah, send some friends a wedding gift job. and then i have to book some travel and stuff like that that i just have to take care of mm-hmm. and i i do it for my laptop i open my laptop i started and do doing it.
0: apps on i just did you know, i used to buy amtrak tickets for example on my laptop now i have an app and i do it through there it's very easy my plane tickets everything Lots of things I would. I mean, use.
1: You, obviously, there are apps for such things, but maybe that maybe that is a sign that I'm getting old. That I'm like,
0: I want the big I'm like, screen. So quanti- <laughs> quantifiably older than you, so I, that's not an issue. I don't think. I just, no,
2: age is. I my, need tabbed my browsing. I you? need to be able to browse oh, yes. seven yeah, different. I need to be able to Day control
1: my windows and no, command tab through cares. multiple applications, and I need to. Oh. I like need to do all this stuff. Mm. And
0: I never use my laptop.
1: But arguably, like what Dan is saying, that his wife does with the iPad is. Mm. is like all the stuff I'm saying, I do with my laptop, I could just mm. do on an iPad, and I'm not. Well, it's yeah,
2: a I will note that my my wife sticks the iPad into a keyboard dock, and that's that's her home computer.
0: And that's she, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't even use that. Anyway, well, it's a very changing situation. All right, the next one, yeah. Edie Jones at Edie, Given at Verge gave HB Spectre three six X three sixty a higher score than the new MacBook. Would that be the premium laptop today to buy, or is there a reason
2: to wait? Uh, That's a very good question in context of last week's announcement from Microsoft. Uh, We haven't reviewed the new Surface laptop yet, so I can't give a verdict on that. I can say that if you are in need of a laptop right now uh, and you can't wait any longer, uh, the HP Spectre X360 is an excellent 13-inch laptop uh, that costs a few hundred dollars less than the comparable MacBook Pro. Um, But if you don't like Windows, obviously it's not going to suit you, and if you prefer Mac, then... A MacBook Pro is probably the right computer for you. It just really depends on your needs. And, you know, it, there's no, I think we discussed this last year is like, there's no one size fits all with laptops or computers. And depending on what you use it for and how much you plan on using it depends on how much you need to spend and which one is the best for you.
0: Yeah. All right. So we don't know. And anyway. some preferences around operating yeah. system. So we got right. lots and lots
1: more. So next right. one. Next one is from Peg Actorman. Who asks? Here's one varied opinions on whether it's okay to close and go with laptop. Solid state drive should be okay, right? This is funny because I just never think about this. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm done. Just close the laptop and
2: yeah. yeah grab Ideally, it. that would be it, right? You just yeah. close the laptop mm-hmm. and you go on with your life, and you know that's how well, you I see do. the advertisements and stuff like that. I've never heard any concerns about it damaging the internal components, like the SSD or anything like that. Uh, However, in my experience reviewing a lot of laptops, not all of them shut down or go to sleep properly Mm -hmm. when you close the lid.
1: So you're draining (laughs) Uh, the battery.
2: Yeah, which will drain uh, either drain your battery or or what I call it—it it gives you a hot bag. So you throw the computer in your bag, and mm. then it's still warm and still doing stuff and not going to sleep. And then your bag gets really warm. Did and you
0: hot. dub hot bag yourself.
2: Yeah, filthy. you don't want a hot bag yourself. Um, and then what does it do so- to the
0: Alka Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Love the that's a good question uh, and uh, in my experience oh, Macs dagging. do a really good job with this where you can just close the lid and they shut down like or go to sleep like they're supposed to certain Windows computers have had issues with this over the past mm-hmm. I think Windows 10, when it first launched, did not do this properly, and so it affected a lot of computers. Yeah. You so know, it's really kind of a hit or miss thing.
0: People really enjoy hot bagging in San Francisco. Anyway, next question. <laughs> uh, David Rodham, Gen- Gen- whatever. Why won't Apple include some another USB charging port on their laptop charger so I can charge my iPhone at the same time? Apple doesn't care what you think, oh, nice. David.
2: Yeah, because to you wouldn't you. buy another charger from yeah.
0: Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> da- why not? Throw something out there, Dan. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> why, why didn't Apple include any good ports? Yeah, why didn't they?
2: Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, that's it. No so it's, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, on, on Microsoft Surface Charger, he's talking specifically about the charging brick. Mm-hmm. He wants yeah, another yes. po- port on there yes, so he can yes. charge his iPhone. Yeah. On the Surface Charger, there actually is a second USB port or there's a USB port on there so you can plug a phone into it and charge it while you charge your laptop. I think yeah. it's super clever. It's super convenient. Right. Why Apple doesn't do this? I don't know. We d- you'd asshole. have to ask apple. And so you'll buy
1: more dongles.
2: It's it's yeah. I mean Assholes. it's it's
0: Well, no, here's the
1: thing. At the they end of the day, never want to do
0: anything they don't want to do.
1: Well, it, yes, right? and at the end of the day, a lot of these companies are making decisions and this is not to defend Apple, but a lot of these companies are making decisions based on what they see to be advancements in engineering. So they'll remove yep. a certain button or a certain port or whatever it might be from a phone or a laptop or or other devices because they say, "Well, we're accommodating this now yeah. in the, you know, in the build of it or we're we're doing it because we want to to do this or we see this as the you know the and it seems as though there was you know some engineering decisions made that maybe made sense in the minds of Apple, but yeah for a lot of consumers who are looking at the new MacBooks they're saying, well there aren't that many ports. Yeah. Right. And I happen to be one of those people. Yeah.
0: They don't care. That's yeah. what I feel. Dongle life. Dongle life. They love a dongle, as you know. I will
2: note that my Surface only has one USB port. Okay. All
0: right. Sadness. Next one. Sad trombone.
1: This is a good question, actually. This is from Joseph Boulevant, who has written him before. He's Tech Joe Logic on Twitter. As a professional creative with an aging MacBook Pro, I had no choice but to get in on the touch bar action and upgrade to the latest model. However, it is still underpowered for me, so is there any way to give it a boost via some sort of external graphics card or processor?
0: That's a good question.
1: Yeah.
2: This is actually a really interesting uh, question uh, as well. Um, So there are uh, ways that you can, because the new laptops have USB-C ports with what's called Thunderbolt 3, it's a very high uh, speed transfer connection. And there are external graphics cards that you can actually plug into the USB-C port on a computer and give it more graphical processing power and you can do this with the new macbook pros Um, there are uh drivers available now for i believe nvidia graphics cards so if you have an nvidia say 1080 which is one of the high-end graphics cards you can put it in a in a in a a box and plug that box into the side of your computer and give your computer more graphical power and process Um, There's. it's not official in terms of like Apple won't support this, but it is supported by NVIDIA. So it is something you can do to give it even more power if you want.
0: All right. Okay. Good answer. I'm going to do the next one. Okay. I'm going to study abroad. It's from Tom at Foulmensch. Okay. I'm going to study abroad (laughs) this fall and don't want to take my MacBook with me. Can a Chromebook do all of the basic university tasks I could want? Dan?
2: Uh, I guess my question is: What are the basic university <laughs> tasks that you have? Yeah, like uh, just, my just my suggestion would be customer. to find out Doc. what those bas- basic tasks are. All right, tell if it was just if-
0: basic things: docs surfing the web, email. Yeah, accessing the yeah, I mean, surfing cr- the web, A Chromebook is
2: going to do all of that stuff. The one area that's still a pain in the neck yeah. with Chromebooks, and mm-hmm. maybe it's changed in the last six months, but I doubt it, is if you do need to print something, it can mm-hmm. be difficult to print from a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Not all printers are plug and play, or if you have a networked printer, it's not as always as easy to access through right, Chrome OS. Otherwise. Um, so that would be my one concern, but there are lots of students that only use Chromebooks. There's lots of, you know not maybe not university students but lots of uh, uh lower education or, or, or earlier education uh, students that are using chromebooks and you can do all your typing and reporting and note taking etc and so forth uh, tom's Tom.
1: follow-up question to that was what's a printer so um, uh-huh. no, i'm just kidding he didn't but <laughs> but what i really want to know is can i use napster on the chromebook for when i go to college
2: does <laughs> napster still do was it's, that when that that you were in college, Lauren? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Has the statute of limitations run out? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. The next one is from Josh. Well, we are really attracting a younger demographic here I'm too embarrassed to ask, and I really like this. This a is yes. Josh at Project Josh. He says, I'm 22, and probably the biggest thing holding me from getting a surface is a lack of Apple symbol. Is this mm, a thing? I feel like thing. Josh should tell us if this is a thing.
2: Josh, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, he might be more in tune with the youth uh, is this a thing? than I am. They like uh, it. It, they're, they're not having macOS is a thing. Yeah. So, like, if you prefer macOS, uh, I found personally that I don't really care what operating system is on my, my hmm. devices. I can you know, my just kids are just same with way with Windows as I am on Mac, so it yeah, doesn't but really I think matter to me. They go
0: from Chromebooks uh, to Apple. It's
1: I could cool. be wrong, though, but I think what Josh may be referring to is that Apple symbol that is on you like, the front of his... branding. It's it shows brand. everybody that, you know, there's sure. a little lit-up yeah. Apple on your, yeah, on your laptop. Yeah, it's cooler.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could be just like everyone yeah, else There's in the been a lot of studies showing Apple
0: Apple's <laughs> question of whether it's still as hot as it needs to be. You
2: know what I mean? Apple hmm. uh, definitely has a very strong brand. But they strong do. brand loyalty. Brand. So, brand. sure, it's a thing.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, Josh, you could also just get a Surface a and stick a sticker. an sticker Apple on it. sticker on there. He can call me. I have a lot of extra Remember that come <laughs> in the box. i we'll right. We'll send him a Verge sticker. Right. Okay. Uh, this is Henry McCants, Curious Henwin. Many heavy users like video, photo, and gaming pros reviewing and critiquing laptops, are their needs wants skewing the laptop battle? All right. If you're a gaming person or a video person. I think what he's saying is that
2: there's a lot of people who are finding fault with new laptops because they're not powerful enough or they don't have enough ports to do all their needs in terms of photo editing or video editing and and so on and so forth. Uh, Are they skewing the battle? Well – when you think about the market for... I think that this this really applies to the new MacBook Pros. Because when they came out last fall, they had a lot fewer ports. And they, in some ways, weren't as powerful as the computers that they were replacing. Or they were just maybe slightly more powerful without a significant increase. But when you think about who is buying these $25, $27, $2,800 laptops on a regular basis. Maybe they're upgrading every two or three years. These are the people who need that power. They're buying it to do their jobs. Um, Apple's most popular laptop over the years has always been the MacBook Air, but the MacBook Air sells for a thousand to $1,300. $1,300. And it's a great every person laptop that, that that average people can use and and do everything they need. But if a pro buys something like a high-end laptop as a tool to get their job done, they kind of have expectations set and they need it to do those jobs. Uh, and if it doesn't do those jobs or doesn't fulfill those needs, then they're going to be pretty loud and vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Apple has seen this with both the MacBook Pros. Uh, they've seen it with the Mac Pro desktop computer that they didn't update for like four years. And now they're like, oh, we're we're going to do something again, so stay tuned, uh, because these pros have been very loud and, and vocal about it. Um, that said, the MacBook Pro has been very – the new MacBook Pro has been very successful for Apple. Um, their sales are up, obviously, because it's a new laptop to buy, and it's a new Apple thing, and it's people are buying it. But in terms of, like, skewing anything, I think, if anything, it makes companies – uh, critiquing makes companies realize what people need and are expecting from their products and, and, and they need to react to that. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, next question.
1: Next question is from Stuart Bailey, who asks, why would Microsoft say Surface laptop will last next four years and not include USB-C? Will USB-C be replaced or will all devices switch to this STD, which standard. I think means yeah. standard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you should take some alfabra for that. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> What
1: do you
2: think? Uh, I guess he, yeah. The biggest complaint with uh, the Microsoft Surface laptop that we've seen so far uh, was that it doesn't have any USB-C ports on it. Um, and for a new laptop, that's a premium laptop in 2017, that seems kind of weird. Whereas the rest of the industry is either including some, or if they're like Apple, they're going fully to USB-C. Um, USB-C is great, and it's it's functional and does a lot of things. That said, uh, nobody, I, I think uh, nobody will say that the old style or USB-A is going away anytime soon. There's lots of devices that still plug in through USB-A, still continue to plug in through USB-A for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, and in the long term, in three to four years, if there are you know all USB-C devices at this point, you could get an adapter to go backwards from USB-C to USB-A. So I don't think it's really an issue in terms of long-term use. Personally, I would have loved to have seen a USB-C port on there, but it's honestly not a deal breaker in my not opinion what right. if
1: they made a fabric dongle and they called it an alcan dongle
0: <laughs> sexton is windows 10s good i love the look of the surface laptop but i'm not so sure about the software
1: yeah we actually have two questions yeah. about 10s jade escana asked if windows 10 pro can do all the things windows 10s can why would i use the 10s version
2: yeah yeah a good of questions uh, about this. Windows 10s, whether it's good or not, uh, we can't answer yet. We haven't evaluated it or tested it or used it. Um, it is it is largely the same Windows 10 experience. You're just limited to installing things from the Windows Store. Mm-hmm. So, in when you open it up and you set it up and everything like that, it's going to be pretty similar to any other Windows computer. So, in that respect, I would say it's it's going to be a similar user experience to other Windows devices. Um, and then, uh, if if you can do all the all the things you can do with pr- t- Pro with Windows or I'm sorry, I'm getting tripped up. If you can do all the things Windows 10 S can do with Pro, why use 10 S? I think Microsoft would say that 10 uh, S provides a more secure, controllable experience. And that's really why they are pushing it towards the education market. Um, and, you know, the, uh, the the earlier question saying that they love the look at the laptop, but they're not sure about Windows 10 S. Again, you can put Windows 10 Pro on there. Uh, very easily um, Microsoft's letting you do it for free through the end of the year or after after this year it'll cost fifty dollars to upgrade it to Windows 10 Pro all so right. I don't think the fact that it's launching with Windows 10s um, is a, is a deal breaker or, or should really influence right. your decision at all because you can put Windows 10 Pro on there just as easily
0: all right mm. next one is mark at Mark Alex McLenna. what laptops have the water resistant keyboard for when I start crying about the state of politics <laughs> <laughs> and also staining. Or, or stain. crying when, when yeah. Kara insults you again. Yeah. I oh, um, get over
2: it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Lenovo's actually, for years, have had yeah. spill-resistant yeah, keyboards, uh, especially in their ThinkPad company. line, yeah. um, right. which are catered towards business customers. Yeah, they kept dipping uh, it uh, in you water. You don't see it t- too often advertised by the other manufacturers, but um, that's been a thing that, uh, you know, if you're buying a Lenovo ThinkPad, you can almost guarantee that it's spill-resistant. Any others? off the top of my head I can't think of any it's not something that you see in consumer lines very often Apple doesn't talk about it you don't see it in HP or Dell's consumer lines right. they kind of save those features for the business lines
1: because you know water is just in general if computers. you spill something I was going to say once you spill Water's something it goes oh, it's no. covered like plastic yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes you initially think it's great and then like mm-hmm. two days later not you know yeah. everything stops working and you're like well, I can't possibly understand why the Diet Coke suddenly right. just you know it's all sticky put my now. laptop on yeah. the fritz
0: alright Lauren last uh, question
1: last question is from oh ken young our friend uh which one will help me get more juice than a juicero ha ha ha
2: I have no idea oh, how okay, to answer good, that question.
1: Good. Anyway, <laughs> you um, could just actually, if you're using a clamshell that does not detach, you can take one of the juice packs and just squeeze squishies. the clamshell shut. Oh, and squeeze the juice between it. But it would have to be a water-resistant keyboard. It's and, and so problematic, and, how, juice, and, it's and not also, orange, also they're
0: juice packs, Dan.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, ju- they're juice packs. They're like yeah. these packs of. It's
0: under controversy. He's somewhere else. He doesn't know the controversy of great controversy of 2018. I had dinner actually with Ellen Hewitt, who was one of the people who was first writing about that, and um, at Bloomberg, and she's got more to come. She says so.
1: Oh, more to come on Jucero. Jucero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Juicero. She, she um, broke. The, think,
0: she broke the scandal wide open?
1: Do you think we can find a way to mention Jucero on every single podcast for the Ellen rest of Hewitt this just year? To talk
0: about Juicero just, for an hour. Yeah. From. Not sorry, Dan. That's not a not follow up. You, but um,
1: no, but what, but us. here's my question: If you yeah. use a clamshell laptop like the new Microsoft mm-hmm. Surface mm-hmm. laptop. As your Juicero compressor. Yeah. Then what happens to the Alcadongle? Uh, all
0: right. That's Ooh, right. Dan, yeah. let me just finish the, up the with an actual, actual yeah, So this is a, this is a good thop top. then, it looks like, and you guys are going to have reviews on whether how good it is soon, correct? Yeah, we're looks hoping a, looks promising. In very near future. Sounds yeah. like it's
2: promising. I'm excited about it.
0: Good. All right, then. Thank you so much for coming. This has been another great episode. And Dan, again, as usual, fantastic. Thank you,
1: Dan. My pleasure.
0: If you all enjoyed this week's episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to the show and you can leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. But seriously, so Subscribe. If you do, you'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask.
1: If you're not on iTunes, you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, basically anywhere there are podcasts, we are there. Mm-hmm. You can also listen to every episode on our website. Go to recode.net slash podcasts.
0: And if you're uh, there, you should check out our other podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. And Peter Kafka is going to be joining us soon on an upcoming he episode is. of Too Embarrassed. And I'll be in New York so
1: stay it? tuned yeah. mm-hmm. the Verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure Walt Mossberg who is retiring soon and has announced his Limited. retirement.
0: Limited supply. Limited supply shows. of
1: Walt Mossberg's "Control Walt Delete" podcast with neil Patel. So definitely subscribe to that so you can listen to
0: you the could last Hire four someone episodes. else named Walt just to continue the show. It's possible. Totally, neil would yeah. totally do
1: that. We just have him call in once a week from retirement. Yeah, right. He'll be like, "Oh,
0: I'm sorry, I just got off I'm my jet cigar. ski. <laughs> I'm in yeah. a cigar store." All right. Don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at @recode with the hashtag #TooEmbarrassed or email them to us at to embarrassed at recode dot net. Yes, email them to us. Well,
1: thanks for listening, and thank you also to Digital Media. That's the company that distributes this show, including Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson, who's been sitting here cringing at her terrible jokes as he does every week. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So tune in then.